You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Thank you for pulling up a chair on my podcast, Table for Two. We're back in New York at Via Corota, and we're having lunch with a vivacious, super fit, and wildly talented actress. I hear my beautiful friend. Hi. If you missed my Table for Two lunch with Anna Winter, I bring it up because her breakout role was in The Devil Wears Prada. She's done so much more since then including playing Mary Poppins and starring in the breakout hit A Quiet Place with her husband, John Krasinski. Her new film, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer, comes out next week. It's mm. really good. It is so delicious. I know I sound like I'm a ton of food. It's really good. <laughs> Funny and Charming don't do her justice, and I know we're going to have a great time. So grab a glass of rosé, because today we're having lunch. You guessed it with Emily Blunt. I'm Bruce Bozzi, and this is my podcast, Table for Two. This is the deal, everybody who's listening. They pulled up a chair to have like sort of like a brunch lunch with us. You, Emily is schlonked in from Brooklyn. We're at Via Corona. Schlonked is a new word. <laughs> it's a new word. It's you schlonked it in. Yeah. When you get home and you say to John, I schlonked, he's going to be like. I schlonked across Brooklyn to get to him. He sends you so much love. So much love. I love your husband. He's the best. When we met everybody, it was an instant love fest. Yeah. With the three of us. You do something, you and John, you did it in L.A. and you've done it in Brooklyn. When you lived in L.A., you have like your community. You lived with, you know, on the same block with Jimmy and Molly Kimmel. You know, uh, Lucy and Matt Damon. They're in our building. They're in your building here. No, we're like some weird commune. I know. What is that about? Like I don't ever see Matt Damon not in his slippers anymore. You know, he's just (laughs) always in his slippers. I haven't seen him in regular shoes in a long time. Really? Yeah, that's because we live in the same building. So we just pop down to see each other and... I love that. Yeah, it's the best. What made that happen? Like, how did that... Well, I mean, we I've been close with Matt since I worked with him years ago. I did this film called Adjustment Bureau. And 
the four of us all hung out a lot, you know, Lucy and Matt and me and John. And and we just, it's quite rare when you really take someone away from a movie. You know, you yeah. you can love someone on a film, but it's whether it's whether it's lasting or not is another thing. You know, whether it extends past this insular experience on a film yeah. is a whole other level of friendship, right? right? you have such accelerated friendships with people on a movie it's absurd right. how much you because share of the amount of time you're spending together yes and the intensity the... what you're sort of creating yeah. and it's just it's a world that is that everyone else is shut out of including your partner including right. everyone it's just it's just a strange mm -hmm. experience for three months to work on something like that and yeah. build something together but then matt is just the most easygoing, beautiful person. Lucy is even more beautiful. Sorry, yeah. Matt. But we all became friends. And then they moved to Brooklyn. They said, we found that this is amazing building. Right. And of course we were like, we'll <laughs> live in the same building. Um, but there's really lovely, cool people living in Brooklyn. And yeah. we have Sunday night dinners and it's Yeah, I think wonderful. it's a throwback to, yeah. and I think it's great because so often life we go into these corners and like we've lost the sort of community of family and friends as a result of the easiness of that. So it reminds me of Lucy, Ethel, Ricky, and Fred, you know, the I Love Lucy. So if you had a sort of cast in this foursome, yeah. who's sort of like the Lucy? I mean, I'm Lucy, I right? I think you're Lucy. I do. I think like always like, Somehow getting people in trouble, always up to always. like some. Yeah, like something goes wrong, always up to something. <laughs> but that's kind of great. Like just to come down and be like, Lucy, come on down. And the yeah, kids the and The everybody. kids love each other. And it, Brooklyn's a funny sort of like, certainly where we live is like a Sesame Street right. sort of Norman Rockwell thing. I mean, it sounds so idyllic, and it, but it really is. And yeah. for me, it's one of the only places I could really live in America, because I do miss London, I do miss home, and yet this community is so intoxicating that I just can't picture leaving it. London has beckoned to me many times really? over the last 14 years I've sort of been living in America. And I miss it, I miss the attitude, I miss the irreverence, I miss the vibe yeah. of the Brits, mm -hmm. I love them. Yeah, And even though I have got an American passport and I'm married to an American, my children are American. I feel so English. Right. Still. Yeah. So I wanna, we've been at several weddings. I was at your wedding. That was the best. Was By the, the way, best. my mother still talks about. <laughs> you have to tell no, them. <laughs> my mother, you spun her round the dance floor yeah. like a spinning top. <laughs> <laughs> and she literally said to me, she still talks about it, how sexy you made her feel. I did. Not just that she thought you were sexy, which she did, right. but she went, and you know what? He made me feel so sexy. And I went, that's great, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> like, as I cringe out. She loved it. That was, that it. was a great one. You're the best person to have on a dance floor I mean, because you're so delighted by the whole, you can see you are delighted by it. Yeah. You spin everyone into a frenzy. Yeah. Everyone wants I to lean be. In. Oh, you lean, lean in, in you full throttle the dance floor. Do you find that now, I mean, your body work is incredible. Thank you. And then, you know, I just watched Sakari again, Aww. which, wow, man, you were just, that, movie. Uh, that was a tough movie. Yes, man. That's yes. Tough character, 
super hard physically yeah and really intense as far as you know obviously the subject matter and everything yes. you were amazing thank you thank you do you find um two things one is like having to stay in like the top form that you're in which you are so it mm. seems part of the business you're in and then also sort of making sure everything because you know being a mother being a professional person Yes. It takes its toll. You just it's it an does, so and how it do you doesn't. All that? Well, not always. Well, you right. know, it's one of those things when people are like, "How do you balance it?" I never feel I'm doing it right. Okay. You know, but I'm this year. I'm not working. I just need to be really. Yeah, I just need to. I I worked quite a bit last year. Yeah. And my oldest baby is nine. Right. Right. Like we're in the last year of single digits, mm -hmm. and I just feel. There's cornerstones to their day that are so important when they're little. Yes. And it's, will you wake me up? Will you take me to school? Will you pick me up? Will you put me to bed? Right. And I just need to be there for all of them yeah. for a good stretch. Yeah. And I just felt that in my bones. I had a beautiful time on the projects I did last year. Some were more intense than others. Some were harder than others. Some were more time consuming than others. And the ones that are time consuming, I think for me are becoming few and further between because of just the emotional cost on me, on the kids, on balance. Yeah. And I'm very prone to guilt. And I think maybe all mothers are. Yeah. You're just prone to feeling bad for mm -hmm. God forbid wanting something outside of being a mother. Right. I, I am a huge advocate for it. I'm a huge advocate for women being ambitious. I love the word ambition. It's just dreams with purpose. That's all it is. It's not an ugly oh, word. It is. That's what it I is. That's it, what it, it means. Yes. And it's just, and I want my kids to grow up and find something that they adore doing. And your kids watching you do something that you adore yeah. is so important. It's so important. And of course, they're just horrified by the fact that I'm an actress and just sort of <laughs> so embarrassed by it and have no desire to watch me in anything. Which is very healthy because right, yeah. they just want me to be their mum. Sure. So the balance is usually it sways in extremes. Like I'll work too much and then I'll have like a complete reaction against it and an aversion to being on a film set for a long time. Right. And then I'll want to desperately work again. Right. So I don't know if I do it moderately. I think I just have these pulls towards it and against it. Well, that's so beautiful that you now, and we're going to talk about because you do have a number of projects that are about to be released. Exactly. Which then, it sort of gives you an idea of what last year was, yes, exactly. you know, it's and that's like, why I need to take a break. Cannoli. Yeah. So the idea that you've made a sort of formal decision in your life that you make, yes. it's very empowering to say, I'm going to take a break here. Yes. Will you wake up just peaceful? Peaceful. I sleep great. Right. Because when I work, I which I also love about it. I find it a heart racing experience when I work. I love it. There's clearly this fire in me that I need to give room to, mm -hmm. but I race with it for months leading up and then during. And right. so when I finish a project and once it's sort of expelled from me, I right. sleep again. Right. So I don't know if I sleep great or I think straight right. when I'm working. And it's funny, I understand that completely. And I also think just being a parent in and of itself, yeah, not even having a job and a career like yours, which is so big, and that is part of the just the gig is you have to leave to do it. Sure. Um, guilt is just a part of being a parent. It's like the I minute so. the kid 
pops out, you're like, I'm guilty. doing right, guilty. I'm like, wow, like, I'm not doing it right. You're self the moment they come out <laughs> right. of your body. You're just like, oh my God. Yes. What are like the little things yeah. that you really, if it's not too personal for me to Ooh. ask, like, which on? Like little, like the little, is it a walk in the park? Is mm. it like a cup of coffee in the morning? It's usually the morning. Um, we got a puppy who's absolutely beautiful. Because we got this puppy like idiots, even though I'm completely I mean, obsessed with it. Oh, I'm obsessed with this it. This was the year to get it because yeah. you're home but I'm yeah home. and I knew this was the time because you know it always falls on mum let's, <laughs> let's be real let's be real um, <laughs> and I wasn't wanting to get a dog but the kids were pushing for it and he and John was up for it right so we rescued this beautiful little um, she's not little she's going to be vast we're realising she's part <laughs> mastiff we're realising oh so my she's god huge. she's already like a horse and she's, she's five months <laughs> She's absolutely vast. I was like, insane? no, it's stupid. In an apartment? I just fell in love with her. Fell in love with her. Couldn't care less. She had diarrhea all last week. Imagine that in an apartment, no outdoor space. <laughs> That's fun to wake up to. Just sort of, just the little Jackson Pollock all over the walls. Just, <laughs> just the little things that I do oh to find peace. Yeah. So that was a rough week. Okay, that is yeah. aside from our usual peaceful mornings. Right. But I like that quiet moment. I don't mind getting up early with this puppy because it means that John and I can kind of talk in the morning and catch up and really talk before the kids are awake and everything because the day gets away from you so quickly once the the tornadoes are up. It's just sort of (laughs) game over. So I love those moments. I love watching movies. I love going for dinner with friends. Right. Love all of that. Yeah. I love watching things like The Voice. I mean, we love The Voice. I know, me too. But only the blind auditions. After that, I get a little I bit agree. like I agree. The bored, blind auditions this year were really good. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. 
Need an easy button to feed your baby? Baby Bretza's Formula Pro Advanced makes a perfectly mixed warm formula bottle automatically at the push of a button. No air bubbles, no fuss. Literally, choose your temp, select your ounces, push start, and you're done. Works with virtually all formulas and bottles. Say goodbye to the 3 a.m. feeding chaos and hello to this revolutionary stress-free solution. Raising a baby is hard enough. Let Baby Bretza make feeding a breeze. Get your Formula Pro Advanced at babybretza.com. Thanks for joining us on Table for Two. Emily has starred in many films and has had an amazing career. And I'm wondering, what really grabs her as an actress when she's considering a role? I mean, I don't think one looking at your career would say you've stayed in a lane. Mm. I mean, from the, the movie that sort of launched you to the Mary Poppins to being in Sakari, you're, yeah. you're blowing people up, you're <laughs> killing people, you're come, you know, you're all yes. over any girl on a train. It's mm-hmm. like you're hitting it all. I do try to. It's sort of a conscious effort to keep um, experimenting. Really, I do have the desire still. I know in me. I don't want to play it safe. I do continue to want to rip the face off stuff. Yeah. I do. Oh, I love you. I just love how you speak. Oh, really? Like, that is, like, <laughs> visceral. That's Good. Emily Blunt, visceral. Oh. You want to rip it. Yeah, I you do. I do. I want to rip the face off it. I want to keep sort of challenging myself and not discovering the bag of tricks. Right. I would love not to stay in a lane. So I do find it scary every time. You know, you kind of put your feet to the fire and do something new and something you haven't done before. I remember Marlon Brando said, you only have so many faces. Really? And it's interesting, and I think that's the encouragement to be selective about what you choose to do. Right. You know? And I am aware of that, of like, well, what have I done before? What's new? Mm-hmm. What's scary? Right. What do I, what, when I read it, do I have no idea how to play it? I like that. Okay. Yeah. That's very interesting. I like it when it doesn't strike me immediately. Right. Are there people, actresses or actors from the past yeah. that you, that inspired you growing up or that you, or that you yeah. look at and say, that's the kind of... Or work, you know, someone that's completely... It's such a range of people, really. I mean, it's... One of my first experiences, rather inappropriately, watching a film I shouldn't have done, was watching Pretty Woman. Okay. And I remember just thinking... I I can't remember how old I was. Too young to be watching it. You were young, because I could tell you the movie theater I was sitting in, and it was 1990 or 91. Yeah. You're born in the 80s, which is so irritating. I'm like, okay, I was about to graduate high school. Um, So you were, yeah, you were quite young to see that movie. I didn't see it in the theater. I'm sure I saw it. I I know I saw it when it came out on like video cassette. So I'm not that young. Like there there weren't DVDs, guys. I remember when, remember when she pulls out the condoms and she fans them? Yes, yes. Richard Gere. Mm Mm-hmm. I said, what are those, Dad? And he goes, they're sweets. Yeah, candy, candy, sweet. <laughs> Chocolates, I think. <laughs> Thank you. That's hysterical. And I was hysterical. like, really? Like, I just couldn't, didn't know what they were. Right, right. So I, but, I, but I remember watching her, and then in every movie I saw afterwards, just being completely bewitched by her, because she was so free and yeah. charming and yet brilliant and... When she would cry, it was this emotional force of reality and truth and 
I just felt like she could do anything. And she was, she just lit things up. And I thought, that's a movie star. Wow. Yeah. But she's also just an incredible actress. Yeah. So she was sort of my first experience of like really being inspired by an actor. Totally Completely. Yeah. And, um, and then of course, the Meryl Streeps and the Diane Weiss and like all those incredible yeah. actresses who I've loved in so many different things. I remember Edward Scissorhands just being just in love with Diane Weiss, wanted her yeah. to adopt me. You right, know? she was always just lit up the screen. Like incredible. she just grabbed you. Yeah. But that's interesting. I always wonder like who inspires. So you, yeah. you mentioned Meryl Streep. So just to touch upon it, you've talked about it a million times, but it's like, what was that like for you as such a young girl yeah. to work with this woman and not only sort of have to like live up to something, but hit it out of the park. Yeah. Was that like, how'd you walk on that set the first day? I mean, the table read itself was sort of goose bumpy, stomach churning, exciting. Right. Found it very nerve wracking, you know, listening to, it's like in a table read, which are the worst things on earth. They are? Why? Oh my God, it's terrifying because really? everyone's sort of marking it, but then you feel if you mark it, people are going to kind of judge you for it and be like, is that all she's going to do? You know, and like, <laughs> but yet you kind of don't want to go all out because right. then you don't want to look keen. So it's just, a, the, the, it's a terrible balance to try and stride. And the best thing to do would probably just to kind of mutter your way through it and not right. really do it. But I felt, you know, no one knew who I was and this was kind of a big part for me to get and it was just a big opportunity. So... Not to say I went full throttle, but I didn't mutter my way through it, you know, self-consciously. Yeah. But I remember listening to them reading the scenes leading up to my first line mm -hmm. and just bricking it. Just, I don't know if you know what that means. It's a no. British term, shitting bricks. Okay. So right. when you're bricking it, you're, right. you're shitting bricks. Right. You know? You're shitting bricks, exactly, right. <laughs> so I was waiting like for my... each <laughs> person going around, you're just getting like more, more bricks. More, you right. Know? <laughs> so then it came up to my first line and... And I said my first line, which I can't remember what it was. Oh something God. about yeah. human resources certainly have an odd sense of humor or something about poor Annie Hathaway's character. <laughs> right. And Meryl did this sort of low rumbly laugh oh, to herself. Right. And I was like, <gasps> and I was so <laughs> right. thrilled. And whether or not she found it funny is besides the point. It's just the fact that I think she, she can read the room. She knows when people need a little bolster or a mm -hmm. little lean or some little catch. And yeah. she's a master of reading the room and reading people, which is why she soaks people up and she yeah. probably puts them into all of her characters. Yeah. But she's also dealing with, and we talked about it afterwards, you know, we've done three films together now. And she said, you know, I, she's basically a lot of the time I realized dealing with doing two jobs which is one of which is the scene mm -hmm. and the other one is dealing with the other actor going oh my god I'm in a scene with Meryl Streep right so it's sort of a two-pronged job I think right. for someone of her stature and I think she just wants to be treated like everybody else right she wants the notes she wants she wants the screws tightened on her like everybody else yeah I would imagine I never even thought about that yeah if you're revered that, you're, that much yeah you know how like do you know icon. how do you Oof. How do you separate the two How do you do when it? you know that there's so much pressure mm -hmm. because the person's looking at you, they can never really actually lose themselves potentially completely yeah, I wonder, as you and right? the character because you're like, oh my God. What's she thinking? I'm with Meryl Streep. Yeah. And am I living up to it? Yes. Well, yeah, that's very interesting. But I think about that with quite a lot of people who are either supremely revered or supremely famous or, or the double whammy of both. Right. And... That's a lot of energy coming at you. Like I remember there was that thing where 
<laughs> Brad Pitt was at the Golden Globes. And everyone was up there going, oh, my God, you yeah, know, I remember that. freaking out that they, they were in front of him. And I thought, what's that like if you're on the receiving end of that kind of energy all the time? That must be rough. When you say yes to a part... And you're like psyched. Do you ever wake up going like, oh, okay. why did I do it? Yeah. Why All did the I time. Do that? <laughs> okay. All the time. I mean, constantly. I've riddled with self-doubt leading up to it. The whole first week, I'm like, this is terrible. I, I'm terrible. You know, it's just, that's fine. You kind of go with the right. flow with that. I've learned to kind of ride those times out. But um, most of the time now, because I'm probably much more selective about what I choose to do and who I want to work with. Yeah. Like, there's obviously people who will hit your life's too short list where you're like, oh, God, never again. Or, no, that doesn't sound fun. But, yes, I'm usually frozen with fear leading up to it. And, <laughs> and, then, and then you get taken over by it. Yeah. You have, so we talked about it earlier. So the next, like, year, you have a lot of stuff coming out yeah you have fall guy with ryan gosling which yes is like, oh my god it was such a know. hoot okay so we, i can't even can start with the fall guy because fall guy i grew up watching the fall guy in television the best. what drew you that and working with ryan who's so incredible he's an incredible guy and such a talent um and i think you know i love david leach's work and he's just a he's caught this like pop culture kinetic visual stride that is just so exciting and rare and it's really modern and I think I, I felt I hadn't done something contemporary for a little bit and I've been I mean I love I love a period drama I'm like all about it but I think I wanted to do something funny and big and sort of lights out really and I love that tv series too and the movie when I signed on they were still developing the script and I love that open-armed thing of come into the fold, let's build this together. It was very open-armed and very collaborative. And I think because Ryan is so free, you know, yeah. he's so free-spirited as an actor and um, is always trying to search for something more interesting in the scene. So it means the scenes have this completely singular life where you don't kind of know where the scene's gonna go. Okay. And I love to improv and right. he loves to improv. And so it was, it was about, every day was about this kind of chase. And right. we would laugh saying on this movie, it was like the escape room every day. <laughs> like, really? we get out. Because the film is, is, is a really big idea and it's all about, you know, the stunt world and the fact that we were also celebrating stuntmen who do not get enough accolades right. in this mm -hmm. industry. The fact that there is no award at the Oscars for a stunt team is terrible when every You're other department, right. Mad Max doesn't happen without a stunt team. Like right. none of these big best picture nominee, right. nominees, they don't happen without a stunt team. Never thought about that. They don't, like the Mission Impossibles, the Top Guns, like right. where does that happen without your stunt team? Yeah. And they put their lives at risk mm -hmm. for all of us right. to kind of mosey in and do a couple of chops in the air and a punch and they make us look amazing, you know, while they're getting dragged across gravel and you do the close up on a green screen. I mean, it's like ridiculous. That's so, so true. true. And they just, they literally put themselves out there every day. And Dave Leach, who was a stuntman and was one of the best stuntmen in the industry, he stunt doubled Brad Pitt and Matt Damon and all those boys. And, right. and, 
you know, he wanted to do all the stunts practically, which okay. means without CGI and right. anything like that. Right. And we were trying to break really big records in the stunt world for what we were able to do. And it was just thrilling. That's exciting. I loved it. It's so funny, this movie. It's so romantic and so funny. So And you're so physical. And so that's, I can't wait to see that. Yeah, you'll love it. You'll love it. Then, Pain Hustlers. Yes. Yes. That's Netflix. Yes. So talk to me about that. So that one. And that's July? That No, that's October. October. Oppenheim is July. Oppenheim is July. Right. So Pain Hustlers was a project that came to me, which was sort of the first time I think I veered in to do something political, contemporary, hard hitting. Mm -hmm. It's really an exploration, I felt deep down, of the shadiness in all of us. Yeah. Oh. And isn't that interesting to have a character at the center of it who is a good person but does some really fucked up things yeah. and gets she gets caught up in the intoxicating world of selling pharmaceuticals and knows it's corrupt, can't get out for a variety of reasons, some out of her control. And it's about accountability. It's about guilt. It's about all of these things. Like what keeps you up at night when you're staring at the ceiling, questioning mm -hmm. whether you're a good person or not. Yeah. And I just thought that exploration of the shadiness in a character, and you don't often see it in a female character because I feel strongly that most female characters in Hollywood are usually held up to some sort of feminine ideal. And I'm always hearing this, like, is she likable? I'm like, I don't give a fuck if she's likable, right. you know? And no man has ever asked that. Like no. none of those guys in The Big Short or Wolf of Wall Street we were never concerned no. if they were likable right. and they were doing terrible corrupt things. Right. So I really was inspired by this idea and very much supported by David Yates who directed it. It was brilliant. We were sort of trying to build this case for a woman who does some bad things. Mm -hmm. And how does she cope with that? And right. it's done in this very dynamic visual way, the whole movie. Yeah, it's That's cool. great. That's great that you sort of look at it through that lens and you're sort of an advocate for how women are perceived, uh, perceived yeah. in, in your industry and like, mm -hmm. because it is bullshit. It is bullshit and how women are sort of perceived in society as well mm -hmm. and like the different rules that women are more held to than men. And right. So... Yeah, I just thought this intoxicating world of selling pharmaceuticals and this hard-hitting, fast-paced, um, corrupt world was an interesting exploration because it's very prominent right now. There are so, there's so many deaths from opioid abuse yeah. and this has been completely put, this is, a crisis is born out of natural events. Right. And this is really the colossal crime yeah. behind the crisis right. and that's through the pharmaceutical companies yeah. and the governments that support them. Completely. I just watched that documentary, the Sackler documentary. Yeah. So this is what it's based on. This is yeah. what the movie is based on. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. 
Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Since every minute counts when you're a new parent, who wants to waste time washing bottles? Transform this daily chore with the Baby Bretza Bottle Washer Pro, the first machine that automatically washes, sterilizes, and dries bottles, pump parts, and sippy cups at the push of a button. Its 20 spray jets clean everything 100%. Plus, it sterilizes with steam, then dries with germ-free air. Don't waste time on tedious hand washing. Let the Baby Bretza Bottle Washer Pro do it for you. Shop now at babybretza.com. Welcome back to Table for Two. One of this summer's biggest films is Oppenheimer by famed director Christopher Nolan. Emily stars as Kitty J. Robert, Oppenheimer's wife. It's an unorthodox blockbuster, a movie with a message for humanity. Let's talk about Oppenheimer. Okay, yes, Let's please. talk about Kitty. Let's talk about Nolan. Let's talk yes, about please. that ensemble cast. Yes. Like, what was that like? It That was a true masterclass like that you kind of run to work every day to just see what he's going to dream up Chris because he is he's an extraordinary force he is talk about someone who has an authority to them and he's got his own intimidation factor right that is there Mm -hmm. But it's partly, I mean, to me, I didn't find him intimidating. I adored him. He's so English. He's the most British person. He's like my family. So when he's happy with a take, he goes, yeah, good. Happy? Yeah. And I'll go, yeah. And he goes, okay, good. Moving on, moving on. Okay, we're going to do it. And to me, I'm like, dad, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So I loved it. And... The whole experience of working on it, that yes, it's a biopic, but when I first read it at his house, you know, you go over to meet him, and I didn't care if it was a scene, I would be wanting to do this movie. I didn't care, I just wanted to work with him. And I read it and I thought, yes, it's a biopic, but it was so emotional. It moved like this chase thriller, and when you watch it, it grabs you by the throat in the beginning, and it's like a horror movie. It's like a horror movie Trojan horse does a biopic. I mean, it's just Killian Murphy, my dear friend, is so extraordinary in it. He's absolutely mesmerizing and holds the whole thing together so delicately. Will you tell... The people that pulled up a chair, what the story is about. So the story is about the the realness of it. So the story is about Oppenheimer, who created the atomic bomb. 
And it follows his whole life story from a brilliant child physicist in college up until when he was enlisted to create the bomb, build Los Alamos, and then goes into another time period when he was kind of dragged through the coals in his uh, security hearing uh, during the McCarthy era where he was accused of communism. Because of his relationships with his wife, who dabbled in communism, who I play, his girlfriend, who was a communist, his brother, who was a communist. So it's just the rise and fall of a brilliant brain, the trauma of a brain like that, of living with that kind of genius brain is depicted so visually and so frighteningly in the movie. It's about him, but it's about these themes of ambition and male ego during war and that pursuit of something that would change the world forever, the pursuit of something that's bigger than all of us, that will have ramifications for the rest of time. It's just, it's really incredible. What is the restlessness in us that even hearing this could be potentially bad, that you could unleash something that would have a negative effect psychologically, emotionally, on the earth, on us as humans, on the environment, is what is the pursuit that still restlessly lives in us? You know, it's just terrifying. When you work in an ensemble like that and there's such brilliant actors in this, is it harder? Is it is it more uplifting for you? Like, how do you find your sort of place in the... Oh, it's so easy, you know, because there is simply one voice on set and it will be Chris's, right. you know. There's no... There's one lead dog and it's very clear. Right. And we're all just there to... to just try and deliver something right. to him. And... I mean, you have Matt Matt Damon. Damon's in it, Killian Murphy's in it. Robert Downey Jr. is in it. Right. Florence Pugh's in it. Like, there's there's just wonderful people. Malik is in it. Yeah, Rami Malik's in it. I mean, it's, Casey Affleck's right, in it. Like, just the list shit. goes on and on and on. Of people, Kenneth Branagh is in it. The people right. who showed up to do one day right. on this film. And they raised their hands willingly and immediately for Chris. Right. And then you know why. When right. you're on set, you go, that makes sense. Right. Of course they do. They run, you do know. Do you think, so when we see this movie, I haven't obviously seen it without giving anything away, do you leave thinking hope? Do you leave thinking, wow, this was really bad? I think it's just the most thought-provoking film. It will kidnap you, and you're going to think about really? it for a long time afterwards. Yeah. It's like one of those. It's one of those. It's not a film. It's an experience. Right. It's like a runaway train. You know, when you guys did the A Quiet Place, and yeah. and this is just funny. I don't know if this will actually read if you pulled up a chair today, but like Ava and I, that movie was is a I two. I remember Ava saying it. We she just loved it. Loved it. We watched it over it. the summer, and we were like in bed at mm. night. It's scary as fuck. It's so scary. I and know. so then we played the game. So like we'd be like in the kitchen, and like there was a, we were at my parents' <laughs> house, and there was like garbage, but you pull out. Yeah. from a drawer oh yeah and we'd be like okay like, now we're in and I'd be like <laughs> she, I'm like you, like I'd point like she had to throw it out and she'd look at me and she'd knowing <laughs> that the thing was about to go quick and then I You're would just dead. wave goodbye to her like that was like that's bye-bye. awesome bye yeah. I mean that was really was that an unexpected sort of very like, 
Success, yes. Yeah, I mean, the first one was awesome. made for $16 million and we shot it in six weeks and it was very pressured. And I think John was just trying to make an art movie. And of yeah. course, when you do these sort of lower budget horror movies, studios always talk about, you know, this is our model for like, you know, and it's right, like, well, yeah. he's like, well, I don't want to make a slasher movie. I'm making, I want to make an art movie. Right. And they're like, fine, you still have six weeks. Right. You know? and so it's just, <laughs> it was pressured. And I thought the concept was so brilliant. It's so simple, right? You, yeah. you I, I love ideas in movies where you can wrap your arms around it yep. like that, right? If you make noise, you die. Right. So simple. simple. And how has no one done, it's so simple that you're like, how has no one done this right. before? It's true. And then you're yeah. like, has anyone done this before? And you're like, no, they really haven't. Right. So he fell in love with this uh, spec script that he got sent. He pitched it to me. I said, you should direct that. You, you've got a whole world that you're building in your head and you should do it. He was terrified to do it, but right. did it. Again, support. Support, yes. yeah, come on. Like, you can do it. And, he, and of course, he made a beautiful movie. I think as it goes with every director and, and even myself in the editing process in a film, I can't see a film anymore after you see 15 cuts of it. I'm like, I don't know if it's good. Like, I have right. no idea anymore. You lose all perspective. You lose perspective. Yeah. So I remember us driving to South by Southwest, which is this great film festival, very supportive sort of movie crowd. No one had seen the film. Ten people had seen it. And he was bricking it, you know, in the car on the way. <laughs> Just bricks left all around Austin, Boom. Texas. And I said, I think it's incredible. I don't know what anyone else will think, but I think yeah. it's incredible. And he was like, couldn't even speak, like catatonic with fear. Right. And then it started to play in the movie theater. And it, it probably, that moment will probably go down as one of the most unforgettable experiences, not just in my career, but of my life. And people stopped eating during it. And it was so silent. It was, it added to the right. trauma of the movie. Right. As if people felt a part of trying to keep this family alive. It's exactly It went deathly happens. quiet. Yeah. And then people started to laugh a bit. And John went, oh my God, why are they laughing? And I said, because they're shitting it. Yeah. They're so scared. So nervous. And I remember when the film ended and my character cocks the big rifle and everything. Mm -hmm. And people jumped up like it was a Beatles concert. It was like they blew the doors off the place. Yeah. And I instantly cried because right. it was just so yeah. beautiful. and such a relief. And because of that film festival, and I will give South by all the credit for why the movie then went on to do so well. And as much as I have such an aversion to social media and don't do it, I saw the benefit of that because it just spread like quick fire. You've got to see this movie, you've got to see this, right. you've got to see this, you've got to see this movie. Yep. And so by the time the film came out, it had some colossal opening weekend that we had never anticipated. Wow. Ever. It was truly captivating. Yeah, and, it's a and beautiful horrifying. Film. And your performance was great and John's was, and you get so scared. Yeah. I could talk to Emily all day, but sadly, all lunches must come to an end. And as we wind down, I wonder what's next. If you sort of had to do a trajectory of yeah. the next piece of your professional life, which has been so rich, Emily, and you're so talented, where are there, is there something like burning in you to sort of do, or are you just sort of like open, just? I continue to want to see things through more. If they've come to me, 
in their early stages and I've helped build them mm-hmm. and then you can release your baby out there to the world that see that something come to fruition that way that I would like to do much more of I find it terrifying and exciting all at once right. you know um, I see more of that I don't know about directing because I've also seen what it does to the <laughs> to my husband <laughs> right right yeah it's so it's consuming tough. yeah and but I think at some point Yes, I would. I'd like to try that. You definitely should try. It'd be that. cool. I mean, you're a baby. Mm. You are. This has been one of the most enjoyable lunches. Really, I'm Good. really honored that you're you... an amazing interviewer. I am. Yes. Thank you. It's so natural, really? and it's like butter. It's wonderful. Well, you know, Who it's very. Like butter? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Oh. But it's very easy to sit with someone you love or you admire or you um and whether i knew you before like we do or Mm -hmm. not thank you thank you and i hope that everyone enjoyed today thank you it was wonderful thank you so much for this highly carby lunch i love it you can deserve every car we're gonna get dessert now aren't we oh we're yeah some panna cotta or something. all right well thank so you for joining today panna cotta or yeah. <laughs> i love you i love you table for two with bruce bozzi is produced by iHeartRadio, 737 park and airmail our executive producers are bruce bozzi and nathan king Table for Two is researched and written by Bridget Arsenault. Our sound engineers are Paul Bowman and Alyssa Midcalf. Table for Two's LA production team is Danielle Romo and Lorraine Virez. Our music supervisor is Randall Poster. Our talent booking is by Jane Sarkin. Special thanks to Amy Sugarman, Uni Cher, Kevin Uvain, Bobby Bauer, Allison Cantor-Graber, Jody Williams, Rita Sodi, and the team at Via Corota in Manhattan's West Village, For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Need an easy button to feed your baby? Baby Bretza's Formula Pro Advanced makes a perfectly mixed warm formula bottle automatically at the push of a button. No air bubbles, no fuss. Literally, choose your temp, select your ounces, push start, and you're done. Works with virtually all formulas and bottles. Say goodbye to the 3 a.m. feeding chaos and hello to this revolutionary stress-free solution. Raising a baby is hard enough. Let Baby Bretza make feeding a breeze. Get your Formula Pro Advanced at babybrezza.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.